eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me is everybody, Billy Embody, Shade Dixon, and Sonny Ship. Uh, we're going to roundtable this thing, uh, around the horn type style, give our quick thoughts on LSU's win over Louisiana Monroe, a 101-39 to win, uh, a fun night in the PMAC, uh, and just a lot to take away from this. So we'll go around and give our initial thoughts. Let's start with you, Billy. Uh, what did you think from the game? What was your main takeaway just looking at how LSU played last night? Well, I, I think, one, if that's the Darius Days LSU is going to get this year, that's huge. And that's, uh, that's the easy first takeaway. I was up first. I get the layup. Uh, and Darius Days uh, had plenty of uh, buckets all night. Uh, and, and really, I mean, I think, the way he started, he set the tone. And for somebody who was faced with a decision whether to stay or go and, and pursue professional basketball, uh, he, you know, not reannounced himself to LSU fans in the best way possible. Uh, for me, that's the biggest piece because, and and this is your first year covering LSU basketball. You started off with a bang, so congrats, Bruni. Yeah. Uh, but but Darius Days has been kind of that player that has been here for so long and. And everyone's always been looking for consistency from them. So if that's the Darius days LSU basketball gets this year, that helps the rest of the front court. That helps this whole team. When he plays at his best, LSU's been pretty unbeatable under Will Wade um, with Darius days uh, in his lineup and playing well. So Darius days, big shout out to him for almost outscoring ULM by, by himself. Yeah, we did it like the we're going to do it like the football podcast we did last week where we can't repeat each other. So Shay, Shay you're up next. Make sure you unmute your mic this fine time, Shay. Keep talking, Shay. Well, so that y'all don't hear me ruffling around in the background the whole time. Uh, do I get time to talk about gains at the end? I don't want to have to pick him right now. No, uh, yeah, so yeah we, we, we have time allotted for you at the end of the podcast where it's like the, the gains only section. So go ahead. Oh, man. Okay, I'll choose. Um, I thought that Efton Reed looked like what a five-star should look like. And – I think he's different. The last time they had a big like that was probably Naz Reed, but Naz was a guy who just hung around around the three-point line and had a really good shot. And Efton, at least watching, and I know, Matt, you've gotten to watch practices. You got to watch the Nichols, or excuse me, the uh, yeah Nichols uh, tape of, of what they looked like down there. But it was my first time, obviously, seeing him and his first time in an ex, you know, not an exhibition setting. And he plays well with his back to the basket. I think he had – 15, 16 points. He was seven of 10 shooting. He got 24 minutes in, didn't get into foul trouble, split his boards on both ends, three and three, and just looked super comfortable to me. Like you could tell that 
yep, that's what a five-star should look like. I mean, he he's a difference maker that uh, they haven't had that true big in a while, and, and he could definitely be that. So I, even the people who were sitting around me, I didn't know him, but they were all commenting, and they were like, golly, man, that kid doesn't look like a freshman. He looks like the best player on the court. Yep. Sonny, Sonny what, what about you? I felt Adam Miller was going to be a uh, a potential difference maker going into this season. And when he went down, I was kind of wondering, like, okay, if the game's on the line, who's someone that you you call a play for, you put the ball in their hands. And I think Xavier Pinson showed last night when he had that ULM dude, he broke both ankles. And when that third <laughs> – I mean, yeah, now, he broke other ankles that weren't even on the floor. I mean, that was crazy. But with that play right there – he showed that if the game is on the line, give him the ball and let him do what he just did right there. And I mean, you know, he showed that he can, I, I think he's probably about a foot, foot and a half too deep on his three balls, mm-hmm. but I like the way that he handled the ball. I like the, you know, I, I like the way that they really played defense last night. And it was great to see. And it was great to see Will Wade get so fired up about that defense. Yeah. As much offense as they play and as little defense as they played in the past is almost like, uh, you know, equating it to how mummy gets a, how mummy gets a pick six and he's mad because his offense doesn't get on the court. But Will Wade was fired up last night. And I mean, the yeah. whole team was feeding off of that, off of that defensive pressure. And uh, it was just great to see because, because I kind of wondered how he would go, how he would adapt to to having a team that come, becomes a little more defensive-oriented. And he looked like he was all about it last night. So that that quelled that concern as well. Yeah. I'll go with uh, Imani Wilkinson and Brandon Murray on the wing defensively. Uh, Wilkinson specifically six steals. But, you know, you kind of mentioned it, Sonny. Defensively, just they were outstanding. So uh, Wilkinson and the defense would be my pick. Just holding them. Because the first 10 minutes of the game, I was – I was on the board kind of like afraid it was 22 to 17. I was like, you know, they're switching a lot. They're able to do some things defensively just because of their talent. But, you know, ULM was still able to get some slips, some layups, some, some good looks. And I was concerned. And then they just allowed 22 points for the last 30 minutes of the game and just completely locked up. The defensive intensity went up and I, that's, that's my takeaway is the defense looked like how I was hoping it would look just because of the versatility and talent they have on that end. The ceiling is is a lot higher this year than it has been in years past. What's up, Shay? You know, Maddie B, here's the – and look, everyone got going yesterday. Tip-off was Tuesday for pretty much everybody. And it's ULM, but it's a D1 team. And some teams play, you know, higher-level competition. It's one game. For a team that's played no defense in the past, I got this off uh, Tiger Dropings, but then I checked it and it was right. The defensive rating leaders in the SEC, LSU has seven of them of 10 based off of last night's game. Mawani, Gaines, Easton, Days are all in the top four. Then you've got Pinson, Reed, and Murray. So a lot of guys were playing good defense last night, which was good to see. Yeah. Um, I mean, Sonny mentioned Pinson and the creation of this team. You know, obviously, I feel like without Miller, I was kind of concerned about moving forward. But Billy, what do you think about this team's variety on offense, just and how they can attack teams in different ways? Yeah, I mean, you know, being able to share the ball is is something that I think, especially after last year, everybody saw the Cam Thomas show, and it was unbelievable. But at the same token, when you're playing, for lack of a better term, just hero ball and ISO and getting him his looks, uh, this is a total 180. 
Uh, you know, Xavier Pinson's a veteran guard. He's played in the SEC, gets others involved. Uh, the pick and roll is going to be big with Days and Eason and, and Efton Reed. I mean, all of those guys are going to get their opportunities to roll. And uh, Pinson's really good in the pick and roll. And that's something that I think Will Wade over the summer even highlighted, you know, that he was just surprised by how good he was in person and how good he was kind of leading into this season um, because they had a lot of respect for him from afar when he played at Missouri. Uh, but now getting to work with him day to day, uh, he's been you know, much better than even they anticipated. I think you'll see guys like Brandon Murray come along too, um, and they can get him more involved. But I mean, this team has some balanced scoring early on. Again, it's one game, it's ULM, but you know, Pinson looks like he's going to be able to drive this bus very, very well. Uh, Gaines obviously had a big day as well. Uh, but yeah, Pinson has, has been, you know, just one game, uh, exactly what they wanted and really what they needed. Yeah. Sonny, uh, looking at the bench and the depth of this team, Tari Easton comes in, double-double, 11 points, 10 boards. Um, obviously, Eric Gaines, Shea's guy, uh, puts up 10 points on 10 shots, so we'll give a little, save a little bit for him. But uh, you got those two, and then you get Alex Fudge out there, 18 minutes, and that's a guy who we kind of presume to be the eighth man. What do you think about those three and kind of just the depth of this team moving forward? I'll tell you what, Alex Fudge, and I, I think I, I said this on the group text last night, I said, man, that dude's got some hops. Yeah. I mean, he gets up, and, and not only does he get up, but he explodes when he gets up. I think I, – I really think that he's got a chance to be dynamic. I mean, just a guy that you put the ball in his hands, he's going to get above the rim, and he's going to make some plays that uh, – you know, his game – I I – I could tell that he wasn't as comfortable, you know, with his outside shot pulling up and shooting from the outside. He's more of a get up to the rim type of player. Um, but I, I, I think I'm excited for him. You know, I think he's going to be able to give them what, and be the type of player that we always hoped Sharif O'Neal would be able to give them. You know, he 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 doesn't quite have Sharif O'Neal's height, but I think he makes up for it with his explosion and how quick he gets up and stuff. He's going to be fun to watch. And I think that once he gets comfortable and once he gets acclimated to playing in the SEC, he could potentially give you another with his skill set, with his length and his athleticism. He could potentially give you another lockdown defender, kind of like Moani Wilkinson. Uh, you know, I think that he'll be able to bring, give this team, and that really got him in the starting lineup in the early part of last season. So I'm really excited about Alex Fudge. Not to uh, not to take away from Shay's uh, Eric Gaines love that I guess is going to be his new Jarrell Cherry now that we're in hoop season but uh you know i know he's got to throw some love that dude's way yeah and um i thought tari easton defensively was really solid um i thought he might he did settle a little bit on the front three from three did take a little bit too many threes but um i did like what i saw from tari easton overall i'd like to see him you know hit the seams a little bit more get downhill but i i don't have too many complaints from him and that was kind of what i expected from him you know, I expected him to be that type of player, you know, gives you, you know, give you some occasional double doubles. And I, I was a little surprised that he shot, uh, he shot as many threes as he did. Yeah. That kind of surprised me a little bit. Shay, what are you looking at? I thought at? it was evident. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was evident too, that early, even a little bit from Pinson, but certainly from Eason, from a little bit of Murray, but he's a freshman. Um, I'm trying to think of who else kind of fit into that mold. Uh, fudge, but he's getting on the court for the first time. You could tell those guys were kind of off early and that they just weren't settling in. Like you said, Eason kind of got there over time. But I think because of that, some of those guys are going to play. 
Fudge will play a lot better than he played last night. I think he missed all of his shots from the floor. He got his four points at the line. Uh, and then you saw a guy like Eason, who was not hot in the beginning, took some bad shots. And, and really, you kind of felt like he was just trying to get into his groove. They were up, so guys were taking shots and, and trying to get guys going. So I think you'll see them continue to develop those guys. And, I mean, this is a team that will go eight, nine deep. I don't know when they'll get Sharif back. He was in street clothes last night. So he's obviously still a little banged up. But I do think one thing that you could tell and I think will be interesting to watch is without Adam Miller, they can't really afford to have anyone get hurt at the guard spot. And then what is Murray and Pinson and Gaines and those guys going to do for you? Because, I mean, you saw last night, I thought, and Matty B, guys, you can weigh in, but whenever, once they really got settled, Pinson and Gaines, when the ball's in their hands, they see the court really well. They've got insane handles. And I mean, like you said, I think it was Sonny Pinson put that one dude, I mean, he broke his ankles and then earlier did the same on another guy. So those guys can handle the ball really well. Murray's clearly a really good defender. I'm curious to see how he looks uh, when he starts getting some shots. But is there a worry at all that you only have three of them now? Or is there someone else in this group that's stepping up that you can really rely on? Because at that guard spot, it seems like they're going to go as far as those three guys can carry them. Go ahead, Billy. What do you think about the backcourt depth? Yeah, I mean, that that's something that Will Wade touched on right before uh, the season in his preseason, you know, uh, the week last week just said, you know, look, I mean, we can't afford any more injuries. Uh, he actually referenced Justin Williams uh, redshirting this year. That's the plan for him. But if they suffered another injury in the backcourt, I mean, they might have to look at doing something with him or changing up the lineup. I mean, Will Wade said he was even tinkering last week with how things will look. So we'll see if they were to suffer another injury, what they would do. Would they you know, move guys around? Would they play some different lineups? I'm sure they would. They would try to get by whatever situation they're in, depending on when or if that injury could happen in the backcourt. But, you know, yeah, the depth in the backcourt is probably a concern. Um, but at least those three guys are, are at least showing some promise right away um, this season. And, and LSU can build off of that. And, you know, those guys are going to get more comfortable and, and, and be able to, you know, thrive. I think, you know, the big thing about Murray is, I think he's somebody that's going to improve as the season goes along. He's so competitive. He's so defensive-minded, which this team is really trying to focus on this year. Uh, it was a good start against ULM, but, you know, we'll see if uh, the defense of the pass shows up. I know there's a bigger emphasis on it this year, but the guard play is is critical. The depth, staying where it's at, staying healthy is critical. They'll have to do a really good job managing their bodies and doing all that uh, this year before uh, you know, league play picks up and, and it gets even tougher. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap this up. Oh, Shay, you got something for we... uh, No, I, uh, I, I was going to go, we're going to go, we're going to go around and, uh, everyone's gonna give their final thoughts. So if, if you got some before that, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say defensively, a combo of Gaines and Murray and certainly Wilkinson, obviously is probably your best defender. I thought fudge was active on the defensive end. He actually had a few turnovers, I think. Uh, or got a few steals, I should say. Um, there's Thanks. a lineup. There, there are lineups you can put out there that are really where guys are just active. They're they're right up on you. They keep their hands uh, in the passing lanes. I thought that I didn't think this team was going to come out and play as good a defense. And I know look, they're not going to do that every night, but you could tell that they were putting a real concerted effort to it. And and they've got some pieces who are just really good defenders. And I think Mawani said it before the year. His goal is SEC Defensive Player of the Year. He had, what, six steals, two blocks, 
seven rebounds, um, four of them being offensive, three on the defensive end. So he's well on his way to, to sort of set in the tone. If everyone falls in line with him, this is a team that can play some D. Yep. All right, let's give some final thoughts and what we're looking forward to seeing uh, for the rest of this kind of non-conference slate. Obviously, it's not a super difficult slate. Texas State, I think, is, is a better team than, than their name. Uh, Liberty, McNeese, Belmont, Penn State, and go from there. Uh, but let's start with Sonny, and we'll go inverse way. Uh, what are you looking forward to seeing from this team as far as just what, what, you, what they can maybe improve on and what they need to maintain? Well, just really just uh, just getting used to playing together. you know. And I think that's why you saw – the uh the starters get as much time as they did last night together uh so late into the game with the score so out of hand it's just to give them some time playing together to get used to one another and um you know so so i'm looking forward to that and i'm also looking forward to the you know to the different lineup combinations because y'all touched on it a little bit with the depth in the backcourt I mean, they're one injury away from, you know, having to go to that lineup to where you basically got three guys in there, three big guys in there, you know, Efton Reed, Darius Days, and Antari Eason, which, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of anxious to see what that lineup, how that lineup could look like and how it could be utilized in some certain situations when they play some teams with some uh, with some more hype. But, uh, yeah, the, you know, I'm, I'm just interested in seeing them play together and, and just get used to one another because I think we saw bits and pieces of individual flash plays that they made last night. You know, even Alex Fudge, a guy who who I think y'all said he scored four points, you know, didn't do, do anything spectacular. But I was just looking at him just like, geez, man, this guy's got some athleticism. He's got some hops. And so seeing all of those guys just kind of just start, you know, instead of being individual flashes, seeing them all just kind of start playing together a little bit over the course of November into December, I think is going to be big and it's going to be something that Tiger fans will have a lot of fun watching. Yeah. Shay, this is your this is your chance to to throw some flowers at Eric Gaines for his performance. Yeah, well, look, I mean, I think that Adam Miller's injury, you're going to get more Eric Gaines, but I think because of that, he'll develop a little bit more quickly, right? He's not always coming off the bench, you know, at random spots to get himself ten or twelve minutes. I mean, he was deep into the twenties last night. I think he had seven assists. Pinson had seven assists. But what I love about Gaines, and this is what he was great last year, when you put him out there. It shakes everything up for good or bad. All of a sudden, everything's getting shaked, you know, a little bit stirred up. And I think you're going to get more good than bad out of that. I think Pinson's probably a veteran in the sense that he's played so much that he can calm guys down. When you get into a tight game, you're not going to have games just going out there and, and running around wildly. They'll get Pinson, those guys, to, to bring them down a bit. And I think Murray will be interesting to watch at the guard spot, too. I think he's got great defense like billy said and he said since high school this kid's uber competitive and you could see it last night um i'm excited just to see kind of where they go like sunny said all these different rotations but for me and i'll double back to what billy said at the start of the podcast i guess i hadn't probably put much thought into like if adam miller were on this team maybe it all ran through him but like darius days is the best player on the team right now at least if you're going off last night and he didn't just stumble into that he was, as the kids say, he was a certified bucket last night. He was literally swishing everything. It wasn't like it was uh, the rim was giving him some help there. So I'm curious to see what Days' role, not role even, but if he's a 20-point-a-night guy for you all the time, because there was always that stat that LSU was 17-1 and one or whatever when Darius Days scored 10 or more. Three guys, the big three, that were getting all the points. So if you could get 10 or 12 from Darius Days, that was often the difference, right? Now he's the guy who's probably going to need to get you 20 a night. And, and can he maintain that? And 
And like Billy said, they've got him to come back twice now uh, after entertaining offseason, you know, draft or at least going to get a workout and seeing how he could get better. And it's just clear to me. <clears throat> and Matthew, I thought you had told a good story <clears throat> about this, that uh, you were at one of the practices and Days had come over to you and said, hey, who are you? And then introduced himself and said, hey, look, I'm here. If you need anything, thanks for coming out and watching us. And I think he just embodies everything that Wade wants this team to be. So on the court, off the court, I think so much of this season relies on where Darius Days is. Yep. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. And to build off the Shea's story quickly on Days, I mean, Will Wade's called him the mayor uh, since he got on campus. Everybody knows Darius Days. I mean, he could probably run for student body president and he would he'd probably win. I mean, he, that's the type of guy he is. He's uh, just just such an easy guy to root for, all those things. But, you know, for me, the rest of the non-conference schedule, defense, defense, defense. Can they keep this up? Can they uh, continue to cause havoc? You know, Will Wade compared what he thought this team was going to be before the season to more of like his VCU style of teams. Can they play that style of defense, wreak some havoc? Can they keep it up? Um, you know, coming off of this ULM game, they've got a – they set a high bar. Um, yeah. I don't think they'll stay at that level. I mean, most likely, but if they if they were, that'd be great. But yeah, defense the rest of the way. I want to see them consistently be a defensive ball club going into league play because when the SEC rolls around, I mean, they're going to have to have it. There's some teams, um, and it's a reason why LSU I think was picked six in the league um, that can really play some defense and and give you some trouble. But you know, LSU under Will Wade, I think they're the winningest program over the last four years in the SEC, and I I still pick them to be right in that top three range. You know, I mean, that's just where they've ended up. They've found ways to win this year. Uh, I think they're going to have to do it through defense and they need to show that the rest of the way in league and uh, non-conference play. Yeah. Um, my takeaways and just moving forward, um, obviously for me, this was my first game in person, right? To CLSU. And the pace is something that just kind of stands out to you. Like when you just watch this team play fast, run, it doesn't matter, seem to matter. I watched obviously a good amount of games from last year's team, but this year's team with Pinson, with Gaines, even with their wings, they're not afraid to get down court really, really fast. We even saw Efton Reed try to handle the ball out of the backcourt and turn it over, right? So they are really, really looking to pitch it forward and get get ahead. So that's the first thing that stands out to me just as a viewer. And But the rebounding is something that – and it kind of goes off to what you're saying, Billy, about defense because defense and rebounding are kind of hand-in-hand. But rebounding, they out-rebounded ULM 47-26. to 26. Obviously, that's kind of skewed because ULM missed a lot of shots. But Efton Reed at the five is an actual body that can box out, rebound, long arms. He's physical. He's not afraid to get dirty. Um, and then you throw in Darius Days and Tari Eason, and you're like, all right, they have a front court that can rebound with anybody in the country. Like, that's a big deal, and that's what I'm looking forward to seeing uh, along with the pace. So rebounding and pace are my two things. I thought Epton was smart, too, for a true freshman playing his first game. He never got himself into any foul trouble. I mean, he was playing defense clean the whole night. It wasn't like anything went by. Before we wrap up, though, and don't let your gains uh, uh, override the true feeling here. What's the vote on uh, play, biggest play eruption of the night? And we'll toss days aside because, I mean, he just hit a bunch of threes. It's fun, and he lit it up. But it didn't, yeah. it didn't have the crowd on their feet like these three moments. So are we going with? Pinson breaking ankles and then jamming it. Gaines with the steal and then the windmill dunk. Or Parker Edwards with the and one to get everybody on the feet at the end of the game. For, for me personally, Parker, go ahead, go ahead, Billy. 
Parker. Parker. That's it. That's it. Parker. Parker. You uh, left out. You left out the whole starting five getting tossed <laughs> with thirty seconds left. That was by far the what, highlight of the game. I don't know what Esawira was doing. Uh, and if you, man, if awesome. you want to talk about a heads up, if you want to talk about a heads up freshman, and it looked like he was twerking on that Ez, dude's neck. I don't know what Esawira was doing. I mean, granted, everyone wanted a hundred, and Esawira dunks it, and then he just like latches onto the guy and then lets go of the rim. So then he's falling backwards at this point. Uh, everybody was like, oh, that was dirty. And they never replayed it in the PMAC. But if you actually saw the replay, it's like, Esawira, what were you doing? Like, I, yeah. that guy should have thrown you off there. Exactly. Like, and it wasn't like he they all ran kicked over there you when you hit the ground. Over there to see if Esawira was alive after that. Um <laughs> But yeah, the, the student section got after Will Wade about eight minutes left with the Parker Edwards chance, and he told him to zip it and be quiet. And then about the six minute mark, he was like, "All right, let's go." And Parker ripped it off and went in. And what I thought it was also funny is that like the young, like Brandon Murray, Colbert was in the game at that time. I don't think they realized that what the fans were screaming for us. Like they were still out there trying to get their buckets and stuff, and everyone's yeah. like, "No, give it to Parker." And then the and one just an incredible play. People are just erupted. Um, yeah, for, athleticism on that and one. Yeah, <laughs> incredible. Uh, Sonny, so the moment for you was the the starting five game tossed. Oh, absolutely, man, absolutely. Funny. You know, um, evidently the new thing with fourth and fifth graders and stuff is you know twerking. You know, so 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 you see your son walking funny. around that walking around the house. No, it is for fourth and fifth graders apparently. <laughs> so you see your son walking around the house, humping every door corner that he can like a horny dog. You know, and then that's exactly what I saw that last night. I was like, oh look, he's twerking on the dude's head. <laughs> All right. 20, uh, November 2021, when Sonny found out what twerking was, we are <laughs> off the rails. All right, all right, all right. I'm trying. I'm trying to be Ernie Johnson with freaking the the Shaq and Charles. Bring everywhere. us together. Yes. All right. Um. I I I was gonna just say the the Xavier Pinson crossover was my favorite play of the night, but we don't even need to talk about anything else. Uh, this it's a lot of fun. Uh, round the horn style. Uh, conversation talking about basketball team. Uh, we'll probably do this a couple other times throughout the the year. Obviously, like I said, the non conference isn't that enticing, but you know maybe when we get to Penn State, Ohio, uh, Georgia Tech, Belmont as well. So that's a decent slate of games. We'll have another one of these. So we appreciate y'all for joining us. Um, give us a like on on YouTube, share it, subscribe, all that good stuff. If you're listening to this on the podcast, uh, do the same. Leave us a rating and review. Uh, Send it to your friends. Follow us on Twitter at Go247. Check out our content at Go247.com. Thank you all for joining us. We'll talk to you all later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 